Primetime with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. Be honest with yourself. How many times throughout the course of your working career, regardless of where you worked, have either you been involved in the discussion or you've heard a group of coworkers say, you know what? Screw this, man. If we all quit right now, this company would be screwed. Like that, you've heard that happen countless times. I've been involved in a couple of those conversations before (laughs) over the years. I'm not saying it's about this place, but it's happened. Go on. And I guess there's uh, one workplace, a Burger King down in the U.S. that took that to heart and did it. It's over in Lincoln, Nebraska, apparently. I guess the uh, workers, like the entire shift. At the BK there, all quit at once. Come on. Yeah, all quit at once. And they did something amazing, by the way, which full props we'll get to in a second here. But this is one of the Burger King employees telling you about the uh, the conditions that forced the whole crew to quit. It was just like my last straw. I can't get anything fixed in the store. They had us working in the kitchen with the AC broke for weeks. And we were running, you know, breakfast with two people, you know, until nine or most days until 11. I mean, like we kind of talked about it jokingly the day before and then the day of. It just more stuff had happened. It kind of irritated employees. So then it was like the day of they were like, we have time. Why not? So that's the uh, one of the shift leaders there at the Lincoln, Nebraska Burger King. And guess what they did? Well, you were saying that they uh, they use the sign like which is like that kind of like the marquee or whatever the the, the big white sign uh, to to leave a message for management. What did it say? It said, "We all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience." <laughs> oh my God. It makes you kind of jealous, doesn't doesn't it? Like for all the times you've you you know maybe you have been a part of that conversation that somebody actually followed through with it. Like wow. a little, a little. A, I think a little piece of everybody when they hear this story thinks, "Wow, they had the gall to do it." I admire that. And you got to think too, like if you're working at a fast food restaurant, which I deeply admire and love. I do like BK. If you're quitting on the spot at a BK, do you clear out all the food? That's already made. Like, do you take like boxes of burger patties? And oh, you're, you're not leaving that under the heat lamp. No way. Like, that's, that's coming with paper you. bags full of nuggets. You'd have to be. Uh, wouldn't you be a little bit pissed off though? Like, you know, say this happens midweek. You know, you're driving down Oxbury or uh, down Oxford rather towards Oxbury Mall there, where there's one of the. How many? We have like five Burger Kings in, in town. There used to be way more. There was one at Oxford and Wonderland. There was there's one in Masonville. Pond Mills and Commissioners. That's anyway, right. you're, you're pulling up to whatever location here in town. And you're just getting into the drive-thru. You're waiting at that little speaker. Hello? You know, you're, is anybody in there? Is anyone going to say anything? And you look, look up and read the sign and says, it says everybody quit. <laughs> it was just like my last straw. I can't get anything fixed in the store. It's Whopper Wednesday. What are you doing to me? Oh, no. I would be heartbroken if I got my hopes and dreams up for Whopper Wednesday and I got there. Exactly. And, and I read on the sign, we all quit. Sorry for the inconvenience. <laughs> I guess I'm going to McDonald's then. Prime time with Blair and Darby. On Classic Rock 98.1. Oh, there's a little preview thing in there. I don't think it was supposed to say preview. No. That was that, so. that, the, the, the preview sound was not what you heard on uh, you know pitches across the city of London as kids got things like soccer uh, underway last night. And uh, my kids know different up in Luke, and we thought we'd you know, get the legs going after a long year and a half of, as you know, RV, not many activities for the kids. Yeah. 
uh, and get them out there on the soccer field. Mom and dad with hopes and dreams that perhaps they would, uh, you know, co-captain our twin boys. Uh, Team Canada come 2035 and become, uh, you know, football stars in their own right. This after all that Euro Cup madness that happened with, right. uh, with, with Italy, right? Nowhere close. No, like, it didn't happen. No. So it's like it's Timbits League. Uh, you know, so they're all dressed up. They've got their white jerseys. They've got these oversized pants. They've got the shin guards. And we pack in the car and they're all excited. Yeah, we're going to play soccer. We're going to play soccer. We get there. They're walking through the parking lot. Yeah, soccer, 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 soccer. We get to the field. No soccer. Mm-mm, don't want to do that. No, oh, dad. No. no. And like we had like a little blanket and a chair set up for you know, obviously my wife and I and our, our daughter Veda so we could watch them play. They wouldn't leave the blanket. They just sat on the blanket and would not go on the field. They wouldn't even go on they there, right? They would not even go on the oh, field, no. man. That's, Ab- absolutely refused. Kids don't want to detach right now. Like, during COVID, it's been 16, 17 months of having the kids always there. And now that things are kind of starting to open up, the kids don't know any different. Like, how did they react when you told them to get back on the field? Oh, they were they, they were sad. They cried and refused to leave our side. <laughs> That's what... It, if you were in Lucan last night and you heard that from the from the sideline of a soccer field, those were my boys. That was Bo and Shea, loud and clear. Now, that was that was number ten and eleven of the white team of the white jersey team. The squads are obviously pretty small too, right? So I think uh, in total, from what I counted anyway, there were seven white jerseys. So that was they're on the white jersey team, right? And of course, uh, twin boys, they both refused to play, probably feeding off each other to a small extent, but they both refused to get on there. So Coach Ben could only field the five guys or the five, <laughs> the other five kids, which means as soon as they refuse to play, they lose through like our team loses 30% of its playing capacity. Oh, no midfielders. No midfielders. That's right. Oh. We had nothing. 30% of the team gone because my twin boys refused to play. Please tell me they at least got orange slices at halftime. Dude, the game is like 12 minutes. It's only 12 minutes? We're there from 5 to 5.30. First, what? First 15 minutes is a drill. Next 15 minutes is a game. That's You actually paid money for that? Oh, sure. It's just getting them out. I couldn't even get them on the field. Can you imagine trying to get it going for an hour? Are you That's kidding actually- me? So you're there for 30 minutes and the entire 30 minutes is spent trying to get the boys on the playing field. Give dad your juice box. You didn't earn it. Prime time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. I got a question for you, Sonny. Do you like the Bee Gees? No, I've never really understood. No. Would you like the Bee Gees better if uh, they were fronted by Dave Grohl? Yeah, Dave is cool. Dave is really cool. I mean, anything that guy does is cool. He can take disco music <laughs> from, from the seventies and make it cool again. Dave Grohl, he's a god of his own statue. Rock and god. roll, baby. Broken leg, Nirvana. There ain't nothing that man can't do. It's pretty impressive, actually, Blair, because Kate from our midday show posted this uh, at ClassicRock981.com. Foo Fighters taking on the Bee Gees. Yeah, it's it's actually uh, it's wild to hear because as I, I didn't re- I didn't realize Dave Grohl's voice could reach that pitch. You, you told me you have a clip of the actual Bee Gees song. Can can you play that one first? Yeah. So this is "You Should Be Dancing." I think of uh, Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg doing this on SNL. <laughs> so, like, classic 70s Bee Gees. Oh, totally is, yeah. Dave Grohl and company releasing a disco album under the moniker The DGs. <laughs> I love it. And they did that exact song. So, 
remember, the Foo Fighters that we've rocked out to and the Dave Grohl that we've been, you know, uh, doing the rock horns in the air to for decades now just released this. Wow. It sounds good. It's wild. Oh, there you go. There's yes. a, little rock, a little rock feel. Like it sounds thicker and more full. Yep. Oh. <laughs> I'm sure uh, Robin, Maurice, and Barry are all uh, wow, very excited about that little uh, that little ditty. That somebody actually chose a BG song to cover in 2021, and it's the Foo Fighters. Was Dave Grohl wearing any polyester in that in that video? <laughs> if he wasn't, you know, if they do this song live on stage, he's got to go back for a wardrobe change. Like I was saying to you, I hate when Kiss sold out to to disco and did Dynasty. I think that you know what this means that you're the sellout now, RV. I think so. You can check it out. Like RV mentioned, uh, our midday show host. And music director here at Classic Rock 981, Kate Wright. She posted it up on the website, ClassicRock981.com. Primetime with Blair and RV on Classic Rock 981. Blair and RV's School of Hard Knocks. A lesson on Don't Mess With My Kid's Birthday Party 101. <laughs> this is crazy. This happened in Maryland. Badass display from a, a kid who was celebrating his birthday. And I bring this up because, Blair, it's it's birthday season in the RV household. Both kids are celebrating birthdays on the 20th and 27th. So, <laughs> yes, Megan and I really like the month of November. Just, uh, uh, just a little busy. Yes, just a little bit busy. So we got, we got the birthdays, both of them, that were kind of in the early stages of planning right now. And I saw this story go viral, and I, I, I can't believe this. Basically... There was uh, these kids that were celebrating uh, their sibling's birthday, a 15-year-old birthday in Maryland, right? And they're at home while the parents are at work. I guess they're having a birthday party by themselves. Somebody comes to try and break into the house while the kids are there. Oh, good. That's what you want. And this is what went down. They screamed and ran and hid in the closet. And our oldest boy, he actually grabbed a samurai sword <laughs> and ran after the guy. This 15th birthday is going to stick with him forever. He grabbed a samurai sword. Who just has a samurai sword just on hand to be able to pull something like that off? I don't I'd like to just, to just be like, oh, hang on a second. I know how to fix this. Well, what you don't hear in that clip is the conversation that ensued right before the invader got inside the house. You see that black smudge right there on the blade? Yeah. Look at it closely. Pretty recognizable signature. No. Randy Jackson from American Idol. Why do you have Randy Jackson's autograph on a martial arts weapon? Because I bumped into him and all I had on me was this samurai sword. And you're not going <laughs> to not get Randy Jackson's autograph, right? <laughs> right. It says that the kid actually just bought the samurai sword while they were on vacation. And the kids, there was a, a few of them uh, ranging in age from 11 to 15. And the invader got in. And the kid just takes the samurai sword. <laughs> Just starts chasing the dude, and the cops ended up getting him and putting him in jail. So what you're basically saying is, if come November you hear reports about a samurai sword in northwest London, <laughs> you'll know whose house that was? Is that what you're suggesting? That is exactly what I'm saying. This 15th birthday is going to stick with him forever. And that is a lesson on why not to mess with my kid's birthday party 101. Blair and RV's School of Hard Knocks. Hi, Keith. 
keep weapons on hand just in case. I've got a samurai sword and a naginata on the first floor. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had to uh, take the samurai sword out of its, uh, what do you call that, its sleeve or its holder and just go... I do that all the time. <laughs> that that comes with practicing martial arts. Oh, man. You're a pro, Kelly. I try. <laughs> if I had one of those samurai swords like hung above like my fireplace on the mantle, I'd be leaving my front door unlocked on purpose, hoping I'd get to use it. Fatality. Bring it. <laughs> <laughs> I had one time when I was living in Toronto, I was sitting in my apartment talking with a buddy when our door opened and this guy comes in. I had all my weapons mounted on the wall behind me. He took off bolting down the street. Oh my God, it was funny. <laughs> Prime time with Blair and Darby on Classic Rock 98.1. And we're finally getting a bus back, baby. Mega Boss is coming to London. I was pretty excited about this when I got in. I used to work in eastern Ontario in, in, in Brockville in radio and driving back to London here, my hometown, I would always see mega buses going going back and forth. It's like a discount bus line. Mega bus. Yeah, man. We should do a commercial for them. We'll uh, get Miranda Chant of Blackburn News London in here uh, because, Miranda, you had this during your 7 a.m. newscast. What, what, what are the details here? What's a mega bus offering uh, the Forest City? So basically, starting Thursday, you can take a, a one-way trip to Toronto or come back from Toronto. If you're leaving from London, you're going to leave from the Flying J Travel Center. You're going to arrive <laughs> at Flying Union Station. J- the Flying J Travel Center. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right by the 401. <laughs> yeah. You're going to just hop on that bus and go. I love it. Open road. I think you you missed the the most uh, crucial part of that, Miranda, is it's only $25. Well, I was working my way up to it. <laughs> You you were a little too anxious. Ryan's excitement over the whole travel center remark. uh, That's funny. So basically a one-way trip is $24.99. So to get to Toronto, $24.99. To come back, $24.99. I forget what it was on the Greyhound, like down at York Street there. More than that. Was it more than that? I think so. Because I, you know, when... We'd go to like Blue Jays games or whatever. We would usually like go and park at Yorkdale and take the subway down to avoid all the traffic. Now I'm just thinking, you know, if if the Jays return to Rogers Center as of like the 30th of July, yeah, good what, chance it's going to happen. How great would it be to just like hop on a mega bus, go down there, have a few pops at the game, mega bus back to London, RV's mega bus. Miranda, tell me that sounds like a great idea, does it not? Only if you get a Denny's breakfast before you head out to Toronto. Oh, one of those I mean, giant, we're going to be at the Flying J anyway. One of those true. giant greasy skillets. Oh, man. That's, that's damn fine. I love, like, RV's initial excitement was just about, oh, so now I can booze and I can, uh, now I've got <laughs> oh. transportation is what you tell me. <laughs> you know, it's it's funny because I'm like, oh, sweet, Megabus, $25 trip to Toronto. That's cheap. And then I get to Rogers Center and price of one beer is $25. <laughs> so. <laughs> See, I thought for sure, uh, given your excitement about uh, Megabus coming here, RV, uh, that maybe even like before that happened, after Greyhound uh, gave it up, you know, your excitement for potentially having a having a drink on the way to a Jays game, that maybe you'd start your own bus line. It would be called Booze Hound. Dad jokes. I thought I, I felt like that was a pretty good one. <laughs> Classic Rock Mornings with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 981. Uh-oh. Now, wait a second. Oh, my Oof. gosh. That was wow. off the facing of the uppermost level where the fans are. I told you it's going to get up there. And don't be, do not be surprised. That was 498 feet distance. Whoa. Don't be surprised. 
if we see one over the rooftop. I mean, there's a reason why he's earned the nickname Showtime. Holy smokes, that was Otani last night during the home run derby, which by, which, by the way, he didn't even win. No. Uh, but with an absolutely monster shot. And what was super cool is the London Majors jumped into this conversation on social media, as you pointed out last night, RV, uh, and kind of superimposed what that would have looked like had Otani hit that home run right here in the Forest City at Labatt Park. <laughs> this is insane. Okay, I got to show you the picture. Okay, so if you're listening right now, I want you to think of Labatt Park from like an aerial perspective, right? Of yeah, course, bird's uh, eye view. Left field, you got the Thames River going by, okay? Uh, straightaway center, you got the, the, the bridge. And then right field, you have Riverside Drive, which actually splits off into the double road right yeah, there, does, okay? Yeah. So 535 feet from home plate at Labatt Park would have hit the Blackburn Memorial Fountain. Holy mother. Think about that. And put it at a commission, probably with the speed that it was going at. Labatt Park is, I believe, four, uh, sorry, 330 up the baselines. So 330 to the fence, add on all that distance. And he soared it over Riverside and, like, basically would hit the Blackburn Memorial Fountain. Basically, like, he was turning, not, you know, like Labatt Park, whatever, Major League Park. I think they were at Coors Field in, uh, in Denver. Like, just turning these into sandboxes. Like, he was just, he was just playing. Like, when's the last time a player of this caliber came around? He is actually uh, triple crowning. All-Star Week. So he was in the Derby last night, made it to the final against, was it Pete Alonzo? Alonzo went on to win it. Actually, for his part, second year in a row because there was the delay last year. So he won in 19-21. He was a repeat champ, Alonzo was, for the New York Mets. Showtime is also starting pitcher tonight for um, the Angels. LA Angels, yeah. Are they, uh, is that National or American League? Oh, that I don't know. Oh, come on, baseball fan. Uh, anyway, I'm so not an Angels fan. <laughs> I'm not an Angels fan. I only know the Jays. I don't venture too far out of those walls. Uh, but so he's starting and he's DHing. Wow. So yeah, that, he, can, he can he can do it all. He can do it all. And- I, you know what I'd love to see. Uh, because, you know, on the show, many, many times we've had uh, Major's all-time home run leader, Cleveland Brownlee. Oh. Wouldn't you like to see a little derby between uh, Brownlee and Otani? I would pay good money to see that. Yeah, absolutely. I totally would. I I think Cleveland stands a chance. Oh, for sure. That's why I'm bringing it up. He, <laughs> he knows the diamond better than anybody. Next time we get him on the show here uh, ahead of a London Majors game, we'll have to ask him if he could take on Showtime in a home run derby. <laughs> Classic Rock Mornings with Blair and RV. On Classic Rock 98.1.